Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Welcome. New day, new episode, your daily scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer, Ryan Ripley. That's professional scrum trainer, Todd Miller. Good thumbs up there, Todd. I like it. <laughs> Not condescending or, or sarcastic at all. <laughs> we come together each and every day to help you get a little bit better at Scrum, hopefully. We're the co-authors of Fixing Your Scrum, Practical Solutions to Common Scrum Problems. We teach, we train, all that stuff's available in the description. Check it out. Today, though, we've got a an idea for you. So Todd mm -hmm. is cooked up. So if you've been with us the last few days, uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, videos about the relationships and what what are signs of good relationships what are bad among the scrum team you know scrum master and product owners scrum master developers all sorts of different combinations today we're going to walk through how you can use uh those videos and this format which we'll make available to all of you uh, for free to use on mural how to use this format in your next retro in fact we're going to call this scrum connection a relationship retro take it away mr miller let us know what we're getting into here. Yeah. Um, so, so as Ryan said, we, you know, we had a series of six uh, videos that we looked at how people were collaborating and, you know, it, it sparked a conversation about how this might be something really interesting to discuss in a retrospective, right? So, so oftentimes we talk about how in a retrospective, something that we should be exploring is people in relationships. And so what we thought we might offer up is a, uh, is a retrospective on how you might, um, a retrospective format and how you might go about this. And so you could see that these boxes are numbered, right? And you can see uh, we, we, we made this generically stakeholders instead of product owners and stakeholders. We made this generically organization. And with these numbers, the way that we usually run this exercise is that you divide it up and make people in pairs, right? You put people in pairs. So maybe we could, maybe I'll write some steps down here, right? Ryan, how's that? Sure. Some steps. Um, get into pairs. Right. And then each pair uh, will visit. Uh, so, so pair one or get people to as many pairs as you have to go to the stations. Right. So after you get into pairs, um, have people go to different stations. 
Right. So in this case, uh, if you have more than 12 people, could be interesting to create small groups. But in any case, we're looking for six groups. Sometimes it's pairs. Sometimes it could be groups. If uh, someone's going to be in a breakout room, number one, or if they're going to be in group number one, maybe have them go to board number one, mm -hmm. just out of simplicity, right? If they're in the first group, they go to the first board. But what we want them to do is work together on that corresponding board, usually Todd, about four, yeah, four or yeah. five minutes. Yep. Right. And, and and so at this point, you'll have people positioned, you know, you have a pair here. And if, by the way, if you don't have all six pairs, that's okay. Just yeah. have someone start at one and someone start at two, someone start at three, or even if you have four people, have your people start at stations one and two. So what you'll do is, as Ryan was kind of saying, um, uh, at the first station, four minutes. Yep. Add stickies. Yeah, so you want to brainstorm um, on both sides of the line here, right? So um, how would you know it's going well? How would you know it isn't? Um, you know, and, and you would want each pair to answer both questions uh, in four minutes with as many ideas as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, Todd, at the end of that four minutes, what's going to happen? Yeah, at the end of the first four minutes, we're going to then shift uh, and then, so if you were on group one, you're going to shift to group two. And then if you were on two, three, six, you go to one, et cetera. And you'll shift until everybody's going to every board, right? right. Shift until everybody's going to every board. Now the cool so part about, shift. right. And the cool part about this shift, and then when you go to the next board, you're there to amplify, refine, and add to the answers that are already there. And so typically we're going to go uh, just a minute shorter. Typically we'll drop it down to three minutes because there's already stuff there, right? Or you can keep it at four. You get to decide how to facilitate. But the idea is amplify, refine, add, thumbs up, thumbs down, you know, add your thoughts to the already existing uh, post-its that are up there, right? During that, that next time box. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to repeat, right? At the end of the three minutes, you're going to do this until everyone has seen every section, right? They've gone to all six stations and that everyone's had a chance to refine, to add, to amplify. Uh, and this is called a shift and share. At mm -hmm. the end of uh, that last rotation, now you get a chance to have everyone discuss what did you see? What did you mm -hmm. learn? What stood out? You can ask any kind of question about patterns, about things that shocked them, things that surprised them, things they didn't realize. You could turn this into a five-minute debrief or a three-hour debrief, depending on what emerges and what happens. You need to decide as a scrum master or as a facilitator the best way to do this. I think Todd's putting up, most importantly, what could we do next sprint to make one of the situations we've uncovered better? And so mm -hmm. this is, uh, a, I think, a great way to use the information we've shared over the past week. It's a great format that Todd's come up with to really uh, zero in on relationships within your scrum team and the organization. And then most importantly, find improvement areas so that we could make some situation up here just a little bit better the next sprint. Yeah. And, you know, just to say that, you know, we asked some pretty generic questions here after the shift and share, right? What patterns have you emerged? What could you do next sprint? You could actually uh, amplify this with like a liberating structure, like a what, so what, now what, like a W3, or you could carry this on, even if you did something simple as a one, two, four, all, or 2510 crowdsourcing to see what big ideas you have. Um, what I would just suggest is uh, um, experiment, experiment with actionable closers. Yeah, 
I think right. the the W three is a great actionable closer. It's not very difficult to facilitate. Yeah. Um, let us know in the comments. How would you close this one out, or what have you tried? You know, we'll try it to, and share and share with yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Scrum Connection, a relationship retro. We've uh, gone over it very quickly. Leave us your questions below. Let us know um, if there's anything we need to clarify. Let us know how it goes. Let us know your riffs, your changes to it. We hope this is helpful. Let us know. Um, but yeah, Scrum Connection, a relationship retro. Go out, try it. Let us know what it uncovers. Yeah. What do you think, Todd? I think it's end screen time. There it is. Todd requests it. It is done. Check out socials, like, and subscribe so you never miss a video here. We're going to take this uh, mural board and we'll pin a link to it in the comments below. So be sure to grab that mural board and uh, use it. Try it out. Let us know how it goes. Uh, check out the videos below. The algorithm thinks you'll like them. We do too. For Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. We hope you try this retro. We hope it leads to a relationship improvement. Um, if you're confused about any of the boxes, check out a past video. Can't wait to see your comments. Can't wait to see how it works. We'll check it out. See you tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on. <laughs>